Good morning. It's uh, seven minutes to nine. James Ross with uh, Money Talk and time for us to do our view from the US. And uh, we're joined as ever by Barry Wood, our international economics correspondent. Uh, Good morning. Good evening, Barry. Good morning, James. Uh, Nice to have you on the show as normal. And, uh, you know, I guess one of the uh, people that we've talked about over the weeks and months uh, in uh, in the past on these reports has been uh, Charlie Munger, who uh, sadly left us uh, yesterday at the ripe old age of 99, uh, just uh, five weeks short of his 100th birthday, which was due on uh, January the 1st. He was, of course, the co-founder of Berkshire Hathaway, along with Warren Buffett. I guess it wasn't a shock to lose him at that kind of age, but um, he did have such an impact, and that company has had such an impact, Barry, hasn't it, over the years? Absolutely. I liked what Warren said, that uh, Berkshire Hathaway could not have been built without Charlie's inspiration, wisdom, and participation. You know, these were two men from Omaha, Nebraska, Both of them like to say that in 60 years of knowing each other, they never had a disagreement, a fight. And that's pretty remarkable. Interestingly, James, Charlie is six years older than Warren, and they went to the same high school in Omaha. But by the time Warren was there, Charlie was already away at the University of Michigan studying mathematics. He ended up doing law, but he's sort of one of the last of that greatest generation. He Mm. dropped out of university to go to fight the um, Second World War. And that's what took him first to Los Angeles. Well, I suppose that shows that uh, acumen in in business is not just about academics. It's also about putting that academic uh, uh, qualification together with real experience and doing some real things, isn't it? I mean, you mentioned that uh, uh, they never had an argument in uh, in all the decades that they were working together. But of course, they they didn't live in the same place, did they? I think, um, uh, if I'm not wrong, Charlie lived on the East Coast and uh, and, and Warren was based uh, in Omaha. And so I, perhaps that's, that led to uh, the lack of uh, disagreements. They weren't in each other's faces. (laughs) Yeah, that could be. That could be. They talked, I think, almost every day on the telephone. And, of course, um, you know, Charlie always came back to Omaha for the annual meetings. And Mm. during the pandemic, uh, the early years of the pandemic, uh, Warren actually came out and they did it from Charlie's office in Los Angeles. But Charlie was a real estate lawyer and uh, made a lot of money there. And... um, you know, he is uh, a remarkable figure. Yes, he was not well the last couple of years. He arrived in Omaha with a wheelchair and had to be. But his mind was sharp to the end. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, what more can you say? They're both. And interestingly, James, uh, Warren was was 29 and Charlie was 35 when they met because both coming from that same high school from mm. Omaha, but they were relatively mature before they met, and then they formed their partnership in 1962. What was it, what was the magic that enabled them to, and continue to pick so many uh, success stories in in, in buying companies and uh, investing in them? Yeah, whether it's uh, big shares of American Express, Coca-Cola, Apple, and of course they owned Geico Insurance altogether. They owned Dairy Queen, which all Americans know about (laughs) as twirly ice cream cones. But Mm. I think they had this ability, first of all, to do their homework. 
And, you know, those annual meetings of six hours of questions in Omaha each year in May, uh, they're really educational experiences. It's a graduate seminar. That's why people in, in the tens of thousands come to, to, to take part. But, yeah, I think they're wise in the sense they find good managers, honesty being the number one characteristic they look for, and then they delegate and let these people run the companies. That probably has a lot to do with their old age, that they don't have the tension that came from worrying about what was going to happen with this company or that. Uh, they turned that over, delegated, and then if there was a problem, of course, they intervened. Well, interestingly, of course, the company uh, based in, uh, headquartered in Omaha, Nebraska. And I suppose that underlines that uh, not all that's big in uh, American business goes on in the major metropolitan cities. And, uh, you know, there are other places across the country which, uh, you know, are, are, are boiling up, right? Well, I'm in one of them, Phoenix, Arizona. I mean, this is in the middle of the desert. Um, if they didn't have piped water from the Colorado River, this place could, and air conditioning. It couldn't exist. And now it's become uh, the fifth largest city in the United States. And that, by the way, is ahead of or just behind New York City, Los Angeles, Houston and Chicago. Mm -hmm. And then Phoenix. Who would have believed it? There are 8000 people a month moving into Phoenix. They're the number one destination for foreign direct investment. The semiconductor industry is booming here. And obviously, the smart people at TSMC or Intel, they don't think the water is going to be an insurmountable problem. I've heard talk just in my short time here, they're talking about a canal that might bring salt water from the Gulf of California and then a desalinization plant. But water is an issue here, and the population growth is overwhelming, and Arizona is... Most of it is in Phoenix area, but Arizona itself is doing very, very well. Well, just very quickly, I guess that reflects um, you know, the, the way that business is going. It can be done from anywhere now. Well, that's true. And there, but there's something about, I guess, the work ethic in this part of the world. Mm. Uh, there is a sense that um, you've got um, proximity to major markets. This is only a four or five hour drive from, from Los Angeles. And yet there is a more pro-business environment at the local government, whether it's uh, at the state or the city level. So this is a pro-business place. And this growth is astounding for those who have not been here in a few years or not seen it at all. It's extraordinary. Well, I hope I can make it out there uh, soon as well. Barry, nice to hear from you in Phoenix, Arizona. Barry Wood is our international economics correspondent. Just before we